Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles podcast. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like, subscribe, and share with a friend. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down, and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. (laughs) I'm alive! He's a freaking madman! Look at him going to town! All right, let's get going here. Welcome into the Raw Knuckles podcast, Dennis. God, the Habs look like they're in mm. regression mode. They had a great start. They yeah. come out of the gate big time. The expectations rose, I guess. For some, I mean, they teased us a little bit. And now these last three games, boy, losing puck battles, uh, making yeah. like glaring mistakes. And I get it, but do you think – Especially going on this road trip, it looks like they're going to maybe take the deep dive again. What do you think? Well, deep dive, are they worse than Columbus or Philly? I don't think so. Other than that, they're not better than Ottawa or Buffalo. Uh, I think they are settling into where they probably will end on the, the standings at this point. Uh, and the Ducks game was really, you know, once they tie it, then they don't really get a shot for the rest of the game against Anaheim. I know Anaheim is playing better. They went into Edmonton um, and won a game in Edmonton, the Ducks. But that was because Doe stole the goal. He stole that game. I think he had 49 shots on goal against. Um, manage your expectations with this team. Like, focus in on the good things, the development side of the game, because this team is not going to be in contention for a playoff spot. It just there's now there's a little bit of a gap, and there's a lot of teams to climb. And, frankly, after the top line, there's, um, there's a lot to be desired with respect to the forwards. Well, and it's true. And I look, listen, I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking, geez, if if they're not going to make the playoffs, just dog it, which I don't want to see. But I understand how people think they, you know, they all think of the top prize being uh, Bedard in the the draft. And listen, I had this team pick bottom third of the league um, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season. I still think that they, I didn't think they're going to make the playoffs, but boy, Martin St. Louis, what can he do to get their attention here? Listen, we've seen them, the power play struggle. Here's a here's a guy mm-hmm. who was a power play guy. And, yeah. again, I'd say everything falls on the head coach. Doesn't fall on – doesn't the assistant somewhat. You know, someone else is responsible mm-hmm. for it, but the head coach ultimately is. The power play is, hasn't been good with the players they have. And yeah. I guess they don't have the best quarterback up top. That's why they're using five mm-hmm. forwards. They don't have a D man that can dish and deal right. and all that. But, you know, when I look at the overall picture, the undisciplined penalties, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it, it, listen, I know he wants to trust these guys and he wants to develop them, but you think he's got to put his foot down at some point? No, I think he's got to be more patient than us, to be honest with you. These, a lot of these are inexperienced players that are learning and making decisions that are not – hopefully by the second half of the season, those same decisions won't happen, and you'll make the better play. But, again, these inexperienced – I have no problem with it, Nux, because this is how you develop. You can have kids develop at the AHL level in Laval, or you can play with the big boys up here. So I've got no problem with this team. Look, the veterans shouldn't be making the mistakes. The younger players, it's a growing process. I, th- I think at this point – you got to be patient because the expectation was nuts that this is a playoff team and they were making the mistakes and they were falling behind. Then, yeah, then you may come in and make demands. And I don't think that's Marty's style anyway. He's a player's coach and he's not going to really hammer these players. He's not going to backskate them uh, because they're trying. I think that you get concerned when 
It's a lack of execution, Nux. I don't really worry about that because you can change that over time. If it's a lack of try, that's one of the big problem is. And I don't see this team not trying for this play. They obviously like playing for this, this coach. So there's no question there. I think Habs fans just got to have patience. There's going to be a lot of nights that look like either Anaheim game or Tampa game when they're just overmatched. They're not close to being Tampa. Now Tampa's on a roll. So I, I, I don't think he should come down on this team. I think that's not how you learn the lessons. I think it's through video study, through replication, and a practice. The problem is nuts. In, in the current NHL, there's not a lot of time to practice. Like when yeah. these guys get a day off, they're not, they get a day off. They don't practice. So there's not a lot of practice time here. I, I would just p- preach patience and watch the mistakes. But, again, try to focus on the positive because by pulling guys out of the lineup that are young because they make mistakes, that doesn't help the development. They've got to keep playing and say, okay, I was presented with that same scenario last week. I made that pass up the middle. I know i got to go the safe way and go up, up the boards. I think that's what Marty has to do right now. All right. Before we uh, go around and talk about each division, I want to ask about a couple of things that happen around the league. Uh, or gonna sure. happen. Ovechkin in Detroit. What do you think? Mm. Does he does he tie the record, Gordy Howe, and then maybe yeah, well, beat that... it in Detroit? Right. Exactly. Sure. He loves the drama. So who thought he would get a hat trick in Chicago to get to eight hundred? Yeah, he's gonna right. go for it, and it's just it's been amazing. And he's the greatest goal scorer of our generation, and he's now become the beloved figure. No, Nux, remember back in the day, he was the bad guy. He was that guy that couldn't win. Right. right. He was the one that there was Sid Crosby, and it was Ovid. Ovi and Sid had three rings and Ovi didn't. And once he won that that ring in uh, playing Vegas, everything changed. Plus the parting in, in, in Moscow with the cup for the entire summer kind of changed. But now he's looked at a beloved figure. It's a question of when, not if, he's going to break that record. So I would not be shocked to be one in Detroit. And certainly he's going to look for his shots and and, and pass Cordy uh, in the proper venue probably. He'll get probably yeah. the, the best salute he could get uh, because you can see even Chicago on the road. It was a great ovation by the, by this by the fans there. So I think people understand what's going on with this this player and and this achievement that nobody thought three or four years ago was possible. Well, it's awesome. Listen, he got his Stanley Cup. Now he's going for the records. I get it, but it's so funny the maturation process because mm-hmm. at the beginning it was coach killer, selfish player, blah yeah. blah blah, and now we see what he's doing. He's going to be probably one of the, if not the best goal scorer ever. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to watch. I can't wait to see that one. Um, you know, we saw it with Eichel, right, in Buffalo, right? So all that mm-hmm. dysfunction in Buffalo. Everybody's called him a coach killer. Right. Now he's aged a little in the game. He's in a better situation for himself. So we'll see. All right. Uh, uh, we talked about uh, Tortorella last uh, week when you know he benched D'Angelo now he benches yeah. Kevin Hayes it's leading scorer on the team and, and yep. listen this he, he sat him out but before he benched him during the game this is the third time this yeah. happened not good for Kevin Hayes um certainly yeah, listen I get getting a message across to your players but do you think it's overkill right. with him you think it's a little bit of a, like a power trip for Tortorella like I'm gonna show you you know well, it depends on what the interaction is with the player and the coach after you scratch him. That's the question, Nux. Like, is he having a conversation with Kevin Hayes? Or is he about why he's not in the lineup? Or is he, okay, you're going to sit because I just don't like the way you're playing. I think John's a more communicative person than that, so he's probably telling Kevin why. I haven't heard Kevin complain about it, but there's something in this game he doesn't like. And he's, yuck, is it a power trip? No, but the only way you can 
you can really wield any power as a coach is it's ice time. Is it drastic that the guy sits out? Yeah, does it mean anything? No, the team is bad. And it doesn't matter if he plays or not. They're probably not going to win most of their games. So uh, why he's picking on this player? Probably because he can take it, and he's a veteran, and he's getting $7 million a year. So when you sit out, you're not going to grouse. If you were a, a bubble player and you thought you were playing well and you're playing for a contract, then maybe it would be more consequential. But there's no consequence for, for Kevin Hayes. He'll sit out a game, whatever. He'll get the team's attention. And it gets the other guys in the room attention. Oh, if Kevin can sit out, then I can sit out too, so I better play the way my coach wants me to. So that's his style. It's not even his style. That's the only option you have sometimes. But for what this team, he's trying to establish an identity. He wants players to play a full 60 minutes. I don't think he's getting that from Kevin Hayes right now, so that's why you see him sitting in the press box. All right, next year, salary cap uh, looks like it's going up. Uh, do you think that million number is uh, etched in stone? Yeah, I think so, because I, I don't think I, – I think the projections right now, they'll come up about $70 million short on the escrow. And unless they have a huge second half of the season, which I really don't think is going to happen – uh, and it's an all or nothing thing for fans who want to understand. If there's one dollar of escrow left over, and I'm being facetious a little bit, um, it only goes up a million. So I just don't think they'll have enough revenue to get paid it all back. If they do, that's great. That's awesome. But I would expect a one million dollar bump. And then after that, um, the following season, that's where you'll see a movement of probably three or four million dollars on the cap. And then hopefully at some point we get to 90 or 100 million. My, um, I saw in The Athletic, LeBron uh, wrote an article about the possibility of a play-in series in the NHL, just yeah. where we need more games. Now, yeah. Yeah. listen, he spoke with 12 executives. They were all for it, 12-0. and 0. I get it, more revenue for some of those teams. But, you know, they do it in the NBA. Um, I get mm-hmm. it. But do you think uh, – again, Bettman come out and said, uh, what, why – you know, fix something that isn't broken. Um, do you mm-hmm. think at some point they address this where it's been done in the NBA? I think they'll address it. I'm also talking about 84 games as well. So I don't know how much revenue is one, two of like four extra playoff games going to four or two extra regular season games. So, and yeah, my understanding is Gary doesn't want it. And I agree with him. Why do you want to change the best part of our sport, which is the Stanley Cup playoffs? It's not. it's not perfect, but it's the best playoff. You want to go to the you want to go to route the NBA? What's the NBA doing that's so great? I don't get it. I understand it. And even last season, when you look at the East, maybe that that helps the the intrigue because remember, eight teams by January we knew who was in the playoffs. So the teams like uh, the Islanders and Columbus they didn't have a shot because they were twenty points out. But I don't know. Do I want teams with eighty five or eighty one points making the playoffs? I think you're just living in mediocre teams that really don't have a shot to win at all. You're telling me a 10 seed is going to come out of the West and win the Stanley Cup playoffs this year if they did it that route. So I, I like change. I'm all for it. I love all the technology that's in the game. I have no problem with the offside calls. But to, to change the best part of our game, you change the weakest part of the game. The best part of the game is Stanley Cup playoffs. I just don't see why they want to change it at this point, and I agree with Bettman. Um, okay, let's whip around the NHL. We'll start in the Atlantic uh, power rankings. Dennis, what do you got? I mean, Boston. Uh, well, yeah, Boston. Plus 50 yeah, dis- no- differential. I just – listen, I think it's more than – and we t- you talked about that. Sorry, but you talked about yeah, this last ahead. week. Krejci, Bergeron, the older guys in the team, as long as they stay healthy. But I think it's this team is more than that, right? Come on, Right. Oh, top to bottom, it's a strong team, but nuts. Like in this league, can you really play an 833 
point percentage the entire season. Can that really happen? What was that, 136 points or something like that? Yeah, the team is rock solid. But if Allmark would get injured, if Bergeron would go down, uh, but no, they deserve all the kudos they get. Like that, that's, you know, that's what I have to say about that. But now all of a sudden, Nux, the team that always gets to the Stanley Cup final in that, in that division has won five straight. They're eight and two. They dispatched the Habs. If you watch that game against the Habs, like Tampa Bay is going to have something to say in this division, Nux. Because yeah. you can't sustain it. Like you might be able to sustain maybe. Seven hundred, and you see more in the metro with the with the with the Devils. The Bruins have been fantastic. They're clicking on all cylinders. When you got a guy like Taylor Hall on your third line, you're a legit team. This is definitely a legit team. But again, I, I just I can't fathom them playing eight thirty three hockey the rest of the way. I gotta think there's got to be some decline. And if they get such a big lead in the division anyway, they may not care. They may start resting players because that's the thing. The key for Montgomery Nucks with this team is. Assuming they're going to win the division, like what happens the last twenty games in the season? Because you got a thirty-six-year-old and a thirty-seven-year-old center. Like that's my concern: is the health of Krejci and Bergeron. And they are leading, and they're lapping the field. By the time we get to March, what do you do with those players? Do you sit them out? Do you reduce their minutes? So it's going to be really interesting to see what Montgomery does with this team, because they totally deserve it. But there are other teams, knocks in the East. This is not like you can't assume Boston's going to the Cup final. Like you, you yeah. look at some of the teams around them. And we can talk about the other division. It's it's still going to be tough for the Bruins, but it's great to see they deserve all the kudos they're getting because they played phenomenally well on the first thirty games of the season. Well, Toronto's keeping pace, right? Uh, yeah. What's you know, Florida's in the hunt there, and four that seems like they've they 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 just I don't know five. The last ten, they're five hundred. Um, yeah, they can't get it done on the road, uh, and they're, no. they're good at home. Uh it's not fantasy hockey, Nux. Like, you just can't plug guys in. You can't unplug Uberdo and Uyghur, plug in Kachuk, who's been great for them, and think it's going to be the same team. And there's a new coach with a new system. It takes time for a team to gel. They And then Ekblad went out for a while. Barkov got hurt the other night. He sure gave him a shot at the faceoff circle. I'm not sure that what that was about. That was, that was kind of a dirty play, to be frank. Um Maybe it's better for this team that they try to figure it out over the last 50 games because last season when they were just lapping everybody and you saw what it did, got to the playoffs, they just beat Washington in six and they got wiped out by Tampa. So maybe they'll find a way to have this team gel. Remember, um, Anthony Duclair is going to be coming back soon from injury, but they've been average and they've played average. So maybe it's a matter of gelling, but it's a question of, you know, you just substitute players and coaches and systems it's just not that easy to say, okay, we can pick up where we left off last season. All right. Uh, let's head over to the Met. Jersey's still on top, but they've come back to earth a little bit. 4-4-2 four, four, and two of the last 10. Lost three in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. Carolina looking strong, winning five straight. Uh, and the Rangers, yeah, 8-1-1, one, and one, last 10. Yeah. yeah, well, look, all the great things the Devils did, they lost twice to now Philadelphia. And then what a great start they had, right? And they're still 11-1-1 on the road. But now they're tied. They're not even leading the division anymore. Carolina tied them. Now, yeah, yeah, the Devils have more regulation wins. Hurricanes struggle in overtime and shootouts, although they won one yesterday. So uh, I still like Carolina in this division. I do. It's it's great what the Devils are doing. It's great to see Heaster and Hughes play. Jack Hughes has been amazing on ice. And then the Rangers, 
Once Jacob True threw that helmet and ran off the ice, they haven't lost a game. They've won seven in a row because their star players are playing great. They're eight one and one or They wiped out Chicago. And if you're I don't know, Nux, if you're Kane and Taves in Chicago, I mean you, you play a game like that, you're like, all right, well, maybe it's time to go. But um the Metro is gonna be very and we're not even talking about Pittsburgh. And they lost last yeah. night to Carolina. That was a great game. That was that was a playoff type game. They're seven two and one in the last ten. It's a very contentious division, but I still think top to bottom. Carolina's the best team. Um, they need a little bit more scoring because they're never going to give up a lot. But I, I think of all the divisions, this is clearly the most interesting one because there is, what, four or five good teams at this point. How about Pittsburgh? Do you think come the end of the season there, when you talk about that drive, that incentive to win, and with them older guys, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're an aging group. Mm-hmm. But management made the decision to bring them all back. Right, yeah. I mean, they they signed Latang, they signed Gino, so they're they're going for it. They believe the window's still open. They're like Boston Nuts. This is an older team. Tell me what how healthy the team is at game eighty three, once we start the playoffs, and I'll tell you how good they are. Now the other thing is, even they're entirely healthy Nuts, yeah. they suck in the playoffs. Like they've been bad since they won the cup. They can't win a playoff round. They're they're not yeah. they're not. I think they're one in five in the playoffs in the playoff round since they won the cup, and that's with this team. So. I get it. They might really good. They might win the division nuts. It doesn't matter because you put this team together or kept it together to win a Stanley Cup. And unless you do win a cup or get to the cup final, then it's a failure, I think, for for me. Because uh, they could have gone in different directions, but they chose not to. So they're a really interesting team. They're playing very well. Um, love Mike Sullivan. Think he's one of the best coaches. It doesn't get recognized because he has Gino and Sid and, and Tanger on the team. He doesn't get enough recognition. But uh, this could be a dangerous team. But Nuts... I want to see them in the playoffs because unless they get way better in the playoffs, there's just more better tested teams in the playoffs, like a Boston or like, you know, if they played Boston or Tampa or Carolina, would you be picking Pittsburgh to win that series? I wouldn't. So Mm -hmm. it's a nice run. Glad to see a team with all these star players doing well. Let's see what happens when they get to the playoffs. All right. Dennis, the central Dallas, Winnipeg up top. Uh, God, two teams looking like, (laughs) <laughs> Looking really good, the two of them. Colorado, I know they got injuries, but boy, this could this be a little of the Stanley Cup curse there that next year? I, I get well, the injuries, I, but... Yeah, yeah, they're really banged up, Nux, number one. Number two, I think they need to take the page out of like Tampa's book where it doesn't really matter where you finish as long as you finish in the top eight. Like right yeah. now, they're the second wild card, so they would play Vegas. You picking Vegas over Colorado? Maybe it's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. It depends on who's available for Colorado. But I, I, if if I'm the Avalanche, I'm not sweating because eventually you're going to get these play, injured players back, right? And you'll play better. And I think the key there is Georgiev. How's he playing, right? Um, that that's another key. So I'm not worried about it. And they're nine and six on the road. They actually play. Next, there's a lot of teams in this league this year that uh, play better on the road than they do at home. And ten, and Colorado is one of them. They're nine and six on the on the road. So. If I had a list of things to worry about in the NHL today, Nux, and there was, let's say, a top 10 list, Colorado Avalanche wouldn't be on that list. So if you're a fan, I'm sure you just, look, enjoy your Stanley Cup. I don't think it's a hangar. I just think there's so many injuries on this team that they haven't been able to feel their actual team. And as a consequence, they haven't played that well. How about St. Louis? They staying in the hunt, but um, do you see them making a bid for that wild card spot? Uh, yeah, I, they'll be in the mix, but they're so inconsistent, Knox. I mean, they, they they win three, they lose seven, they lose it. I, I I don't know which team's showing up. And it's not like the team in Los Angeles. You don't know who's going to show up, what team's going to show up. They look really good at times. Again, this is a team that 
historically is a really good home team. They're under 500 at home. They're six, seven, and one at home and nine and eight on the road. So it, they're a hard team to figure out, but they have a lot of talent up front. Like, is Benetton going to stop clowning around and just stop stop the puck now? Is he going to focus on that? And their defense has been has always been solid. So it, 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 I, I just don't know about this team. Next. They're not going to fall out of contention. Like, the, the West isn't that strong. Um, they could easily get a playoff spot, but they are so hot and cold that it's hard to figure this team out right now because they should be better than just 500. I head to the Pacific, Vegas on top again. Listen, L.A., like you said, inconsistent. Who's going to show up? But, well, they're right up there, right? Seattle still there, hanging in. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle. Well, Seattle had lost, what, four out of five? That was an important win for them last night against Winnipeg. That Winnipeg didn't really do anything five on five. He scored two goals on a power play, one five on three. So Seattle bounced back, but they're starting to come back to earth. And, again, a team nuts that they're 500 at home. They're 8-6-2, and two, and they're 9-4-1 away. And so when you worry, when you ask me if Seattle's a playoff team, like, are they really going to maintain that away record? Like, maybe they'll be a little better at home, but I don't know about them. Kings, they won two shootouts in a row, and Phoenix Copley, all people, is playing goal for them now. He's the number one guy right now because yeah. he can actually stop the puck. The two things, the one thing that Jonathan Quick and, and Cal Peterson couldn't do the first 30-some-odd games is stop the puck. They put him in there, won a couple of shootouts. Their offense is way better. The defense needs still to be fixed. Their, their penalty kill has been atrocious, even though it was great late in the, the two shootout games. And I, I think with respect to Los Angeles nuts, you see, when they play like a structured game and they get some saves, they beat Boston. Like, they should be learning yeah. lessons. Like, if we play that way, we can compete and beat anybody in the league. So I think they're still a playoff team, but there's certainly uh, – there's some things to fix in Los Angeles. But, again, the, the weakness of the Pacific, it has them in second place right now, even though it's kind of a little skewed because they have four games in hand on Seattle. So Seattle point percentage-wise would be the second-best team. But, you know, Calgary's not playing great. Edmonton, you, again, a team you don't know about. So I think the Kings will be – I'm not sure they'll be in competition for the um, division lead because I think Vegas has enough um, quality on that team. And when they get a couple back, a couple injured players, they'll be there. But I, I think the Kings would be disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs again this season. How about your <clears throat> favorite coach, Calgary Flames? What's going on there? Hubido, I mean, uh, listen, five goals, 14 assists, but he just doesn't seem like he's adjusting well to his environment. It takes longer than 32 games to gel, Nux. It's the same thing. They bring in Uberdo. They bring in um, Nas Kadri, who's been great for them. You know, they bring in Mackenzie Weger, and they've been incredibly average. And they've played a hell of a lot of home games. They've played 18 home games and 14 road games. So they got to go on the road and win. They're just inconsistent. And Nux, here's the thing. Like, when uh, Elias Lindholm, now he scored two goals last night. When you look at Elias Lindholm's numbers, last year he was a 40-goal scorer. You know Why? He played with two guys named Kachuk and Goudreau. Yeah. And it, it, as great as Uberdo might be, but you got, you know, uh, Dylan Dupe on the other side. You've got Mangiapane who had 35 goals, who's really probably an 18 to 20 goal scorer. This team doesn't score a lot of goals. It's as simple as that. Like, they don't give up that much. And the goaltender hasn't been great. So, I, look, I'm not going to say Dow's a bad coach or should be fired or whatever, but this team is totally underachieved. But it's another situation, Nuts, like Florida. You pull out guys, you put other guys in, and you think, okay, this is going to be, you know, a 115-point team that's going to win the division. This doesn't work like that. Maybe they get hot down the stretch um, because there is quality on this team, but it's it's certainly not the same offensive team without Chucky and Goudreau on this team. Even And I love Uber, though. I voted him for the MVP. 
But this team is struggling, and they may continue to struggle all season because there's just not enough offense for me to say, okay, this team is going to overpower teams and just go to the top of the Pacific. All right, just quickly um, before I let you go. um, Yeah, the talk about adding the two games to make it 84, is that insanity or what? Like – well, it, it, yeah. Like the, the schedule was crazy as it is. We talked. They, there's no time to practice. There's no time to. Uh, yeah. It's like, hello, two more games? Well, they do it under the guise of saying, they said the reason they want to do that is they want more in division teams playing, more rivalries. A couple of things. They're, they're right about one thing. Like next week, Calgary and Edmonton play. And it's the last time all season they play. Crazy. They play three times and they're done before the first of the year. That's wrong. But. If anybody knows anything, nuts, and you know there's a former player, rivalries are built in the playoffs, not in the regular season. And next, remember, we, we finally got back on our calendar, like the normal season calendar. Because remember, nuts, when they played in division and the Habs played Vancouver 10 times? Who wanted to see that? Who wanted to see the Ducks play the Sharks that ninth time? No one. So there has to be a fine line here. Should, they, should Edmonton and Calgary play only three times? No. They should play more. Um, does everybody have to play everybody? I guess. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and you say that. Listen, I, I know there were 24 teams back in my day, okay? But right. we played Boston four times there and four times in Montreal. And believe mm-hmm. me, people wanted to see that during the regular season, right? Okay. I know it isn't yep. that way with every team and every yeah, – listen, That's but the there thing, are though. some really yeah. good rivalries, though. There are some yeah, really but- good rivalries. Well, right. If you're Chicago, you want to play Minnesota four times. Do you want to play Arizona four times? Maybe because Chicago people go to Arizona for vacation. But that's the thing. It's it's the it's like the Ducks and Kings. Yeah, you want to see that. But it didn't get hot until they played in 2014, seven games. And L.A. went into Anaheim on one game seven. That's when the rivalry got hot, not before that. So they can say that. And maybe the fans want it because there's some other games that you play against. Like, does L.A. and Columbus have to play twice every year? Yeah, Do they? Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like because the, the argument is, yeah, the, the argument is, oh, you want Connor McDavid in every yeah. building, and it's not yeah. fair. Like, all right, that's one player, but does it make sense? So I don't have a problem with the schedule. Look, and plus, vote the the players would have to agree to go to eighty four games. Is it really going to increase hockey related revenues? I don't know. Two games at eight from eighty two to eighty four. I don't know. I, I I get the reasoning, but the reasoning if it's the reasoning about rivalries. They start in the playoffs, man. So so there's your argument, nuts, to explain the playoffs because <laughs> yeah. that's where rivalries are. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. But the players will have to vote on it. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I don't think it makes much of a difference. And it taxes the players a little bit more, which I, I don't really have. A, you know, I, I really wouldn't like to see. If anything, I'd see some less games to give these guys more of a break because you see all the injuries in this league. It's really, really difficult right now. All right. And just lastly, we, you, you said it earlier uh, when we were talking about uh, winning games on the road and teams being not that good at home, better on the road. What What, what is that other than uh, the parody? We hear the parody, parody. Yeah. But what is that? Is it something with the culture now, hockey? I mean, I remember back in the day, man, it was so – and I'm not saying it, it was just mm-hmm. so hard to win on the road. And, man, at home, mm-hmm. you know, you were dangerous at home. Uh, well, it, it just I, I think it's worse. Yeah, Go ahead. I think it's teams being more comfortable on the road because you would not, not you're the perfect guy. You know, there is no Boston Garden to play in. 
There is yeah, no true. there is no Montreal form for playing. These buildings are all kind of homogeneous, all same type of building. So, you know, it's not like you know other buildings would be the fans would be right on top of you, like in Calgary, Edmonton. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful building, but the fan and it's loud, but it's different. It's like you're not going in and taking cold showers in the Boston Garden if you're a visiting player. It's different. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it's. I don't think it's as difficult. Number one, number two, there's more offense in this league. So I think that when play, when teams get down to nothing on the road, they don't quit on games right now. They say, okay, now we if we get our offense going, we can score. So I think that that first goal, low scoring goal, first team to three, the game has changed now. So if the game has changed, it also means that home and away doesn't have as much impact. And I just don't think it does at, at this point because I, I don't think it's that difficult. It's not they're not hard. like you never hear anymore Nux. Oh, that's a hard place to play. Like that building yeah. is, it's, 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 it just, it's more comfort, which is great because you have to make the arenas more comfortable for the fans. And a byproduct of that is it's more comfortable for the players. You don't see And you have to make them all the, the same team. size, right? Yeah, they exactly. They all have to be the so same size. Exactly. So I think that that's why you see like more success on the road than at home. Plus I, it is parity. There isn't a lot to separate these teams. Yeah, I think of that old Boston Garden, that little rink, man. That was so, that neutral zone was so small. You didn't have yeah. the only option you did have when you get the puck in the neutral zone is to put it in the others in the offensive zone, <laughs> right. T- carrying right. it through there. You get your head taken off. But funny yeah, you mentioned exactly. that the Boston Garden because I remember showering in there. Right, we had the same locker room as the Lakers or the NBA, mm-hmm. right? right? And you go in and take a shower. The shower heads were so high. You turn the water on, you wouldn't get hit with the water for fucking a minute later. Like, it was crazy how high they were. I'm like, oh. But yeah, love yeah. those old buildings, the Spectrum, all yeah. that, you know, the yeah, Coliseum, exactly. Quebec. Oh, they're not just – there are no pits anymore. Like, remember, yeah. this is a pit. Like, I, I, I Louis. I, in college – I was a Flyers fan in college. Like, you couldn't win in the Spectrum. You got your yeah. ass kicked and you lost the game. Like it, it right. was it, th- those buildings just don't exist anymore. It's just it's a different generation right now. Yeah, it sure is. Dennis, listen, thanks, my friend. And uh, we will talk before the holiday. Absolutely. Nux, always great being on the Run Knuckles podcast with you.